you gave us quite a scare, Mr. Murphy, a soft, kind voice said. This voice is different, it felt solid. It felt close. Finally, I knew this is real. I don't know how long I was in a coma, caught in a daze between awake and asleep. My mind grabbed onto small pieces of the real world, the sound of footsteps, the smell of perfume masking worry. Each sense became stronger, and I constructed more information about the people around me from the smallest sound, smell, or touch. Without being conscious of the process, my mind rearranged all this additional information into my dreams, reconstructing my sight based on the other senses. I tried to open my eyes, to look on the world again, but they wouldn't obey. It had been too long since I used them. I, my voice croaked and a hand gently touched my own, the hand that belonged to the soft voice. A flood of information hit me. The rustle of her hair against her uniform, the way she held her weight slightly more on one foot than the other, the smell of her sweat after a long shift. I suddenly saw her, this woman's face. I know it as confidently as I remembered my own. With each movement, it revealed more information about her personality. I heard her kindness, smelled her determination. By the time my eyes obeyed and opened, I knew her as closely as a sister. As my eyes focused, I saw I was mostly right. Her eyes are a deeper shade of blue than the picture I created in my mind, and her chin sharper, but she is the same woman. She smiled and squeezed my hand again, encouraging me to adjust to the world slowly. Where our hands meet, I can feel a soft, tickling sensation. I turned my head and I see a small spider as it crawled up the nurse's arm. The nurse didn't seem to be aware of the spider, but it was still unnerving. With a flick of my finger, I tried to swat it away. The nurse released my hand and yanked her arm back with a start, rubbing the place I'd touched. I'm sorry, she whispered, looking between me and the doctor standing silently on the other side of my bed. It's just, when your finger moved, it felt like, she shook her head and stepped back from the bed. It tickled and felt like a spider. I'm so sorry, it must have startled me. The nurse looked contrite, but she continued to rub her hand and keep her distance from the bed. All your vitals look good, the doctor said, drawing my attention to his side of the bed. Let's take a look at your reflexes. The doctor's eyes meet mine as he rolled down the covers. Behind him, I see a man in shadows with a belt in his hand. The smell of sour whiskey floats to me, so strong I curl my nose and rear back a bit. The doctor dropped the sheet and took a step back without breaking eye contact. He looked at me with the same haunted look as the nurse. I'm sorry, he mumbled in barely more than a whisper. He coughed once, cleared his throat, and tried again. That look, it just reminded me of. He trailed off. The doctor flipped through the papers on his clipboard. Well, I'm going to order a few tests, but everything seems to look good. Both he and the nurse left the room without another backward glance. Life continued in much the same way for the next few weeks. A rotating set of orderlies and nurses, most only staying as long as necessary. It's rare I saw the same person twice. After several weeks, I'm ready to work with a physical therapist. She's an older woman, strong and passionate about her work. When I first met her, I tried not to look her in the eye or touch her, the two most common ways I first see a person's fear. 
with physical therapy, that proved impossible. Within a few minutes I see a small boy next to her, desperately reaching for the therapist's hand, but never able to reach it. I knew what comes next. The look of horror, the quick exit. The woman started, but instead of shrinking back, she leaned closer to me. You remind me of someone, she said as a small smile broke across her face. People tell me that a lot. If you don't mind asking, who do I remind you of? I asked, emboldened by my first conversation longer than a handful of words since the coma. For a second, I swore I could see my son. But he died years ago, fell over a boat we'd rented and drowned before I could reach him. She swiped a tear from her eye and shook her head. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tell you my entire life story within 10 minutes of our first appointment. She continued her work, helping me to move my arms and legs to rebuild months of lost muscle. Whenever she thought I wasn't looking, I saw her look at me wistfully, sighing at some unseen memory. At the end of our session, I ventured to ask, will I see you again? She smiled. Of course. You're on my schedule every Tuesday and Thursday. Same time. I almost cried with relief. Great. I can't wait. It's funny. I thought when my son died, my worst nightmare had come true. But something about you, she gave a little shrug. I can see things could have been worse. It's nice to have a new perspective, 